Welcome. Today is Monday, October 15th. The NBC's NBA season tips off this week. We give you the best NBA expert opinions on the upcoming season. The MLB postseason's in full swing, and Matt is keeping everyone informed while he stays up late watching the games. Uh, eight top 25 teams lose this week. We tell you why we hate everything about sports from this great American city. Muse drops some AB knowledge on everyone, and we survive as Tazazak. Let's go. This is the Matt and Muse Show with Matt Hunsler and Adam Musinski. Welcome to the Matt and Muse Show. <laughs> we are back and still in need of a cough button. Anybody got one? Send one our way. I uh, I apologize in advance for my voice. I've been battling a cold for about a week, and I can't talk very well. So that's why Adam read the intro, but I think it better <laughs> been better off me doing it. I stumbled over it. I wrote this last night, and I did not read it over until I literally hit record. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, good job. Way to proofread. It was like a novel on the page. It's ridiculous, man. Come on. It happens. It's okay. Um, so it's been pretty interesting week. Uh one of the most interesting things to happen to me is I made some homemade refried beans tonight. How'd those taste? Oh, they're awesome. So what you do, you take some a little bit of cooking oil. I use vegetable oil and put it in the bottom of the pan, let it heat up, and chop a uh, medium white or yellow onion, very fine, and I let that saute in the pan and slice some, some fresh garlic. But you don't want to overcook the garlic. It'll get bitter. You just brown a little bit. And then you uh, turn the heat off, and you take the black beans that you had in a different pan heating up, put it in there, just mash it all up, add your salt, pepper, a little bit of spices and seasonings. Phenomenal. Simple. Very simple. You made it all by yourself. Made it all by myself. We'll have to give that recipe to Mel. I see that as something she would like. All right. I'll uh, I'll let her know. Also, (laughs) Olivia's not sleeping, so that's been fun. Uh, I have to give a big shout out to my wife, Shana. You're awesome because Woo! I, uh, with this cold, have been taking plenty of Nyquil, which is making me sleep really good for several hours and snore a <laughs> lot apparently. And Shana wakes me up snoring, and I apologize twelve times apparently, and then go right back to snoring, and I don't wake up when Olivia wakes up, so she's not getting nearly as much sleep as I am. Nothing. I'm getting a lot. Right. But uh, good job, babe. Woo! Keep, Keep rocking. Keep it up. Someone's got to take care of this slacker. Um, so you had a hell of a weekend, I <laughs> Yeah. So a tradition in our family is every October to go camping. And we do it when the campgrounds put on Halloween. So it's really fun. The sites are booked, decked out, um, a full campground. So you're talking 300, 350 kids out trick-or-treating. It's a great time. Um, it was a little chilly, which was whatever. It didn't rain for the first time in six years for this trip, so it could have been 20 below zero. We would have been okay. Probably not, but that's <laughs> the, kind of our mindset of it finally. It was like, it wasn't raining. Oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. Uh, anyways, so we've gone camping with Jameson now 10 times or so. We put him in his pack and play in the camper around 8.30 or 9 on Friday night passes out like we tell he was tired falls asleep like perfect 
go out by the campfire, have a couple beers and whatnot. Uh, about 11 o'clock, stroll back in there. <laughs> Me and Mel lay down, and all we hear is, hi, hi. <laughs> and he just started crying. He was literally up all night, Friday night. Uh, Mel took him out for a car ride, ended up sleeping for like an hour. We ended up watching TV on my phone so we could both rest for about an hour. I woke up, or whatever, around 6, went outside for a walk. I saw my parents up, and I'm like, hey, guys, your grandson wants to play with you. They're like, okay, cool, come on in. I'm like, I'll be back. Where are you going? I'm like, get two hours. He didn't sleep. See you later. And <laughs> just ran. <laughs> but whatever. I'd like to see you try to run. I used to be not as slow as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually did have a race, so my cousin and her husband are former cross-country teammates. That's actually how they met. Um, but we had them at, like, midnight one of the nights, drunk, running around the campground to see who would win. Oh, so by we had a race, not you. Oh, no, I was the starter. It's like, whoop, go. Good job. They, they, that's dude, they were all you're qualified co- to do. They were college runners. I had no reason to be involved in that. <laughs> you barely got to college. I barely, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, and then Jameson has a new thing. Right before bed, he gets all this energy and just runs around going, go, 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 go. And it's kind of annoying because it's like, dude, you're going to bed. Where does all this energy come from? And last thing. He's like a dog. He is. He will come up to you and just look you right in the face go, I pooped. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part about this, he d- it's when he does poop. So that's a good thing. Like, he, yeah, At least he knows what it is. Right. Now it's like, tell me five minutes before and we can potty train. So, But anyways, um, on to our question <laughs> of the podcast after my fun poop story. Uh, the NBA season is upon us. Speculation analysis are at their highest peak. They will be all season. Should we ask who will win the NBA championship? How will the Pistons do? No. We already know the answers. And we'll get to them during our NBA preview coming up. So we ask, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Butterfinger, for sure. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Love of Butterfingers. Fingers. No, I'm not a fan. Oh, so... I'm entitled to have my own opinion. I'm just wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. I don't agree with you. Uh, we're getting a com- couple of good ones here on the podcast right now. Dots from Dustin. Dustin. Dots suck. Yeah, come on, dude. Um, fun sh- fun size Snickers and Sugar Babies. I like those answers, Kevin. I hate Sugar Babies because they always get stuck behind my teeth. Yeah. And they're just sugar, so they're slowly rotting my teeth. We had Reese's Cups, Milky Way. Um, I picked two. You see, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have two Halloween candies I because am. it's my show. Do what I want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you could have had two. Um, Kit Kat. Kit Kat's probably the number one. But I've decided to put um, that was for chocolate for fruity Skittles. I love Skittles. So you like Kit Kats, but you don't like Butterfingers. No. Okay, you missed. No, man, Butterfingers are the best. Then, and then now, they're just, what? They're just so good. They get these little square <laughs> ones now, and it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup, only it's Butterfinger. It's just creamy inside instead of like Butterfinger nougat or whatever. I don't know. They're just amazing. That's funny. Kelly likes Milky Ways. I'm okay with Milky Ways. I like Milky Ways. A little bit of caramel, a little bit of, what else is in the Milky Way? Peanuts, maybe? I don't know. 
They're all the same. No, because that's the difference. Milky Way is not peanuts, but Snickers is peanuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, caramel and nougat, I think, is all the yeah. same. Yeah. I'm not, I honestly, like, I don't eat that much candy except for this time of year. But the best part was when Jameson was going trick or treating, like, going up, and he's just like, oh, bye bye, and says thank you. But one lady I go up to, she goes, oh, what would he like? I'm like, what would I like is the real question. Shrink. Kick it. So Dustin brought up a uh, good point. A lot of his friends like dots, so he would get a whole bunch of dots and trade them to, in his word, peasants and enjoy the dots for better stuff. Brilliant. Okay. So he used it with use, all use, alternative Use dots motives. as trading bait. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I'll take like, it. I'll take all the dots you can get plus that Milky Way. That makes sense. Love it. Love it. What a devious ad. <laughs> Smart kid. All right. NBA preview. You, um, you take the reins in this one. I'm going to drink my beer. I will. Um, we all know the NBA season is about to start on Wednesday. It tips off. Uh, Golden State Warriors will get their rings on Wednesday night. And we're going to make this the most in-depth and correct preview you'll, you've ever heard. Okay? I got four points. Um. One, where will Jimmy Butler end up? Answer, I don't care, and it doesn't matter. Uh, The Warriors will win. The rest is just drama. I'll pay attention because I like basketball, and I always have. But that's our preview. I mean, it's the one sport we can preview and review literally within a minute. Yeah, NBA sucks. Warriors, three-time NBA champs. Four times in five years. That, that's all I got. I have nothing to contribute. Zero, zero, zero things to contribute. Zero. That's fine. So I'll go drink my beer now. All right. So more importantly, <laughs> um, I've been doing my best to fight this cold and stay up late, watch these MLB postseason games. It's been tough. It's been real tough. And I'll be honest, I'm going to get some of my highlights the next day because, as we all know, baseball games can go for a very, very long time. But um, we are in the midst of championship series time. The Dodgers and the Brewers are playing the NLCS. Game one, Milwaukee beat L.A. 6-5. Kershaw had another poor outing. Um, I don't know what to really think about Kershaw. He's great in the regular season. He's been sort of battling uh, injuries in the regular season in the last couple of years, early in the season. But postseason time, he's miserable, absolutely miserable. His ERA is through the roof in the postseason. His career postseason pitching performance has been very, very, very subpar. Um, so Milwaukee beat up on him and took game one. Game two, though, uh, L.A. won 4-3. to three. Um, L.A. had to use eight different pitchers in their win over Milwaukee in game two, which is pretty outstanding to think about. There was one, two, five pitchers that pitched less than an inning. Um, that's something that in this new era of baseball you see, and you never really saw that 30, 40, or 50 longer years ago. Um, Christian Yelich, he has not been performing very well in the postseason. He's only got three hits in the entire postseason, only one in the ALCS, or excuse me, NLCS. Uh, but Justin Turner in game two for the Los Angeles Dodgers had a late two-run home run in the eighth inning to put him ahead and end up leading them to the W. Game three is going on right now as this podcast is happening. By the time this comes out on Wednesday, you'll already know what happens. <laughs> the series could be over. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it couldn't be. 
Um, end on one. <laughs> uh, but the NLCS really been something to watch. There's been a lot of power pitching, a lot of power hitting. Two teams that are really giving us our money's worth in these games. It's really fun. Really fun to watch. ALCS, Houston versus Boston. You got two power teams here, power bats, power arms. A lot of home runs between the two teams, a lot of wins between the two teams. Uh, Houston had 103 wins in regular season. Boston had 108. Both of those are just amazing feats. Justin Verlander, former Tiger, pitched game one for Houston. He was absolutely dominant, had six Ks. He only pitched six and a third, six and two-thirds inning. Houston won 7-2. Um, game two, Boston won 7-5. George Springer, uh, he is on an 11 postseason game hitting streak, which is pretty impressive. David Price looked miserable for Boston, like he did his last postseason start. And Houston has an MLB record 14 consecutive postseason games with a home run. That's what I got right now. It's a lot of fun. A lot of things are bound to happen here in these next few games. I'm really excited. I'm pumped, man. The series are tied. It's looking like they're both going to be close. Could either both go down to game seven. Um, I'm still rooting for the Dodgers, but I guess we'll see. These so, games these games have been a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Passing notes to our intern over there. If you're watching live on Facebook, that was a very important crumpled up message, Adam. <laughs> it just was, it's funny. The coach. Our intern's going to laugh at it. <laughs> All right, some of the bigger stories, um, or notes, I guess, of the past week. Stories. Stories. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are the first team to start a season with five overtime games. They are 3-2, and two, and they host the Coyotes on Thursday. This is already broken. Oh, you're a little cooler? Yeah. I don't want one now. <laughs> um, there are more things wrong with Little Sears Arena besides not being able to fill it. They're changing all the seats that were red to black because they cannot fill it. Um, if anyone's been watching any of the preseason Pistons games or even last year's games, Pistons and Wings, everyone that goes, if the games are sold out, they're not sitting down. They're enjoying the amenities, which is fine. I get it. But it's just proof that they need to put a better product out on the field and the court and ice and all that fun stuff. Yeah. That's um, smart for them for hiding it. Oh, yeah, it totally is, but... You look at the two teams that play in there, though. They're bad. They're bad right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, Pistons brought in Griffin to hopefully fill some seats and then did for a couple games. No, they brought in Griffin to try and stay, save Stan's job. Okay. That's why he did. Both. But, but nonetheless, it didn't work. No, no, not at all. Um, and the Wings, we knew they were going to be down. Yeah. Hopefully they get better they should we'll see yeah who knows um big news coming from the detroit tigers rod allen mario and pemba no longer announcing tigers games who do you think is going to replace them we all know why they got in a fight 
over um, a chair or something. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole article if you want to read. I, I looked at it way too long. I'm like, I really don't care that much. Um, <laughs> Those articles that are three minutes long are just real tough. Right? <laughs> right. That's why I don't blog, man. Um, <laughs> it's one of probably the more prestigious announcing positions in all of sports. Announcing for the Tigers, I, I think. Um, why? The history of the team. Uh, it's baseball. I feel like baseball announcers just in general have there's something about like especially me like I always like listening to baseball on the radio it takes a lot of talent to announce a baseball game right. because it's nine innings of what a lot of people think is boring right and you are bringing life to it and you're able to do that for 162 times in a season and to be able to do that and to be an announcer to bring life to something that people don't really necessarily understand at times pretty amazing um you think of the 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 announcers in the past that that mlb have noted having mm. uh um bob Uecker, uh ernie hollerball i mean you got fantastic people that are in the broadcasting hall of fame because they're just so good to listen to harry carey another one right exactly so i don't know that's i think just with the tigers history of being decent and being around for as long as they have been and being in Detroit for as long as they have been. Um, I think that makes a good opportunity to for someone new to step in. Any guesses? I know I heard today from Shepard, Matt Shepard, he said he hasn't been contacted, he hasn't talked to anyone about it. That could mean his just way of playing it off as I not telling the public anything, which would be smart on his part, but do you have any inklings or anything? I hope it's not Matt Shepard. Me too. He's uh, he's kind of boring to listen to. He's not... Kind of monotone-ish. Yeah, kind of like me. You know? It's a Matt thing. It's a Matt thing. I honestly have no idea who it could be. I would obviously think that Matt Shepard and Kurt Gibson be next in line because they did so many games already. Right. But... I don't think they'd be the best fit. Right. That's the only reason I kind of thought those guys is just because they've already done it. But I think with Shepard and Gib- Gibby having other p- responsibilities as well, I don't think they'd go for it. And I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Shep on the radio. Craig Monroe. That'd be sweet. Craig Monroe. He, I th- I move him up. He's probably like my favorite Tiger. I like, I like him. Simo. Simo action. Right. Uh, Craig Monroe and then... Uh, Get somebody with a really thick accent, like uh, oh, make have Victor do it. There we go. There you go. That'd be sweet. Be really difficult to understand, but uh, he could just be the color commentator. Maybe you could do it. No, well, I would love to, but then I couldn't <laughs> play softball. Uh, Milky Way, Peanut, Eminem's. Uh, Melanie says three Musketeers in a payday. At the same time, like you make a three or Musketeers pay, or payday, payday sandwich. Again, she oh. is picking two instead of one. I didn't know two was an option. He said favorite Halloween candy. I took candy as a singular candy, <laughs> not multiple candies. It happens. Whatever. Whatever. LA Angels, they're in the process of hiring a new manager, and they are giving out a two-hour-long written exam or test to help decide which manager to select. Basically, this test, I sort of read through certain questions they were asking it is not necessarily game time situations, but these are things that you have to do to fulfill the job requirements. Right. How would you handle it? And it, I think it's 
kind of cool. It makes sense. I mean, you're hiring someone who you want to turn your franchise around and get back into relevancy. I, You're paying someone millions and millions of dollars. I don't mind it at all. I mean, do what you got to do to get the right hire. Yeah, and this isn't the first time it's happened. I can't remember the team now, but it's been a few years. There was another team that gave out a test for potential managers, and... I think it's very, very smart. I mean, if these managers aren't smart enough to be able to write out what they're thinking, yeah, you can do right. everything you want, game time, but to sort of, you're essentially planning exactly. when, you're, when you're filling this exactly. test out. I mean, that's very important. And I mean, like you said, it's a multi-million dollar job. Yeah. You're, uh, you're being committed multi, multi-millions of dollars over multiple years. Like Assuming you don't suck. Right. It's not. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it at all. I think it's kind of neat though. Um, sticking with the MLB, a, a article came out just under a week ago about MLB, um, excuse me, managers in the postseason are being asked not to have umpires check the pitchers for foreign substances. And I'm not sure how I feel about this. I should be angry about it, but. The article made a very good point. It said virtually all pitchers out there in the postseason are out there giving everything they have and then some. That and then some is oftentimes Vaseline or pine tar or whatever it might right. be that they're hiding on their arm. Right. All the pitchers, for the most part, are cheating to some certain extent. Not to the point of holding sandpaper in their back pocket, but a little bit of foreign substance to help with the curveballs. And that's why a lot of these pitchers have looked so dominant, I think. I'm not saying all the pitchers are, but there's a very good possibility they are. So there was a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox in the second game of the ALCS that was not caught cheating, but a lot of fans saw him cheating on right. TV. He had right. some sort of shiny substance, looked like pine tar in his non-throwing arm, and he went to the same spot in his forearm after every single pitch when he was going to throw a breaking ball. And the... There's no way that the the coaches did not see that happening, but they were told not to check it out or have the umpires check it out. I think that's very interesting. It's interesting. I under I kind of understand where the article's coming from though, because you don't want an umpire's decision to affect the outcome of a game that that decision could legitimately go on every single pitcher. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, you let 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 the players play. But at the same time, I mean, you're deliberately breaking the rules right. for your benefit. Mr. Baseball Man over here, and you're okay with it. I'm not. I don't know. I'm I'm really, really conflicted with this because <laughs> it's some of the best baseball I've ever seen in my life. But I know that there's people cheating. Steroid era. Right. Only just right. dwindle down very, very, very There's small. something else to think about um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes uh, he was drafted 1120th overall by the Detroit Tigers in 2014 that I didn't know two picks last night four touchdowns still had about the same rating as Brady had uh, he's looking really good but yeah, they were, I was watching the broadcast last night, and they're like, oh yeah, Pat Mahomes, for those who don't know, were drafted by the Tigers. It took me a while to actually find out when in the pick, because it being 2014, it was brought up during his draft that he was drafted by the Tigers, but I wanted to get the number. But yeah, round 37. 
where it's basically just take anyone just in case they don't want to go play football. But his dad played baseball too for 11 years, I believe it was. So not too unsurprising. A lot of people did say he had a very good possibility of making the pros. He was super young then. I mean, five years ago, the dude just out of high school or just still into college and after two years in college he decided to focus just on football so and it's paying off for him right now oh for sure he's having an outstanding season but he did throw interceptions last night two of them and his first one he just completely got fooled i would they 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 stunted a uh a blitz and he got picked off my linebacker that's embarrassing don't get picked off my linebacker reason I'll, I play linebackers. They're gorillas. I'm shocked by his confidence of being able to go into that halftime down to Tom Brady and still come out and be like, you know what? No, screw you guys, man. I'm not afraid. I'm still going to sling the ball around. He has literally nothing to lose. He's proven no. that he's a good quarterback. He might as well just give it all he's got. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Derek Carr cried after getting <laughs> sacked on Sunday. The whole Raiders organization needs to cry. Because they suck. That's really all I have to say about that right now. Derek Carr cried. Marcus Mariota was sacked 11 times by the Ravens. Um, I'm fairly certain that Marcus Mariota was sacked more times than he had completed passes. I believe that is true. I think he only had 10 completed passes. Unless I read it wrong. I think it was 10 completed passes and 11 sacks. He did not have a very good fantasy week. Him and Winston are... Four weeks away from being considered busts. Jameis Winston, since he told his teammates to eat the W, has not won a game. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, That's funny. Mariota, I almost feel bad for him because... He's a nice guy. He is, and that there's no reason you should be sacked 11 times. Right. You're playing against humongous, humongous offensive linemen. Why is he getting sacked 11 times in a professional football game? It's embarrassing. Fontes Perfect will not be suspended for a dirty hit on Antonio Brown. Have you seen it? Yes. Yes. He should be suspended. What if it was on Julian Edelman? He should have. No. Two guys already had the receiver tackled. I don't even care if it wasn't Antonio Brown. <laughs> no, I know what you're trying to do here. We'll get to more Antonio Brown later. Uh, no. Two guys already had him. He was coming to the ground. Perfect. Went after him. Shoulder to the head. Yes, technically that's not illegal. That was a dirty hit. He was going down the ground. There's no reason he needed to get in there. No, I agree with you. That was a bad hit. The fan, well, if you didn't see it, Tyreek Hill in the game last night, Sunday night against uh, the Patriots, Tyreek Hill somehow got open. He jumped up, landed, had two people around him, and was still able to outrun everybody to the end zone. So essentially he stopped, jumped up in the air, landed, and was still able to outrun people. Scored a touchdown. Went to the crowd. Got flipped the bird by three or four fans. And then another fan threw beer on him. Threw right in his face mask. And said fan is now suspended from ever attending a game at Gillette Stadium ever again. And potential more serious charges are being brought up against him. Yep. Good. Uh, stupid stinking yeah. Patriots fan. Don't throw beer at people. It's a waste of beer. Yeah. Unless it was, yeah. Unless it was gross beer, and then you can throw a gross like beer. Light beer. No one likes light beer. 
In September, New Jersey Sportsbooks brought in a record-setting $184 million. I got more numbers for this, too. Football accounted for $88.6 million. Uh, 104.9 were placed online. Uh, New Jersey won a net of $24 million overall in September for sports betting. That includes over nine just coming from football. They have made, since legalizing it in the last four months, the state on taxes have generated $4.1 million. Why are we not doing this in Michigan? Let's fix our roads, guys. You, On average, if this trend continues, $12 million a year just to let people gamble. They're going to do it anyways. Tax them. So they did put in Vegas's numbers which I believe we'll see a downfall of them. Um, $450 million has been bet on average in the Nevada sports books um, each September in the last five years. As it legalizes everywhere else throughout the United States, that number will obviously drop, but that's money that's out there. That's the legal money that's out there, not yep. counting your buddy that's the bookie down that owns the bar. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. I think this is something that needs to come to Michigan. We already got casinos in Michigan. Yeah. Might as well put this right on the docket. Um, the SEC is penalizing LSU $100,000 for fans rushing on the field after they beat Georgia. I think Good. that's BS. I do too, actually. I mean, you beat Georgia. You weren't expected to beat Georgia. You beat Georgia, and your fans get all excited. They rush the field. They can do it in basketball. Yep. And they don't get a fan. Yep. fan fine. They didn't tear down a goalpost. They didn't cause any sort of ruckus. They were just excited, and they rushed the field. But the SEC, because they think they're all-powerful and nobody can touch them, that they get fined. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I hate the SEC. I hate the SEC, too. Stupid SEC. Stupid Nick Staven. Stupid <laughs> everything down there. Brooks Kepka was named PGA Player of Tour Player of the Year. Uh, which is voted on PGA Tour golfers with over 15 sanctioned events. Congratulations. Cool. He had a great year. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, the Women's USA National Soccer Team, they beat Jamaica the other night and have qualified for the Women's World Cup. Awesome. So congratulations. to them. We would love to have you on the show to talk about your game. Right. Speaking of soccer, the MLS and Liga MX have toyed around with the idea of forming a North American Super League. Uh, Liga MX is out of Mexico. Um, possibility of forming with the MLS could be Canada, the United States, and Mexico all in one, all in one soccer league. I love the idea. Soccer is a worldwide sport. Why not have a league that encompasses entire North and Central America? We could call it NAFTA. Because we abolished the old now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, because we don't belong to that anymore. <laughs> but that's all the politics we're going to talk on that. The North American Football Team Alliance. Football. Week 7, college football. What this a week it was. Game changing. So far from what I've been able to gather from what happened after week 7, Alabama's in. After that, I don't know. It's everybody. It's anybody. Could be nobody, but it's not UCF. It, it won't. You, UCF could win twenty games in the span that Alabama wins thirteen, and they still won't do it. No, no. I mean, it's it was a very exciting week of football, though. 
Um, I got to start with my Michigan State Spartans. They upset Penn State at Happy Valley. I was very happy to see that. Big win, especially going against Michigan this upcoming week. We'll get that at, to that more at the end, though. Um, Alabama took on Mizzou. No big deal for them. They won. Like we just said earlier, LSU beat Georgia, and LSU's fine 100 k for their fans running on the field. Come on, SEC. <laughs> eight, better. Of, eight of the top 25 teams lost this weekend. Five of those losses came by unranked teams. The only team that was unranked that is now ranked is MSU. USC of Virginia also received votes. But Miami lost to Virginia. Washington lost to Oregon. Um, a lot, Iowa State uh, beat Virginia. And then, obviously, Georgia lost to LSU. But um, Notre Dame kept up in their winning ways. Yep. And they squeaked one out against Pittsburgh. 1914. Not a very impressive win by him, but a win nonetheless. Uh, so that's another good thing for the for U of M is they if they run the gauntlet these next few weeks where they got Ohio State, they got Michigan State, then in, they should look pretty good coming in bowl season. They they have the opportunity. They they own their own destiny is basically what happens right now. They need to keep winning. They need to keep playing well, and they need to beat. Every team left on their schedule, that means going to MSU and beating Ohio State. Yes. Huge, huge, huge games. Um, sticking with the upsets here. Iowa State, like you said, beat West Virginia very handily, 30-14. to 14. I was shocked, absolutely shocked by that game. I thought West Virginia was a lot better than what Ohio State made them look. But I was... I was very wrong. Oregon beat Washington 30-27. Nailbiter there in overtime. Uh, it was a really good game. If you didn't see it, you missed a real good one. Go look for the replay. And there was scoring all throughout. Really good offense. Better defense. Texas beat Baylor. Texas is still the best team in Texas. You <laughs> <laughs> knew that, though. Oh, absolutely. I know. I never know what Rice is going to do, though. Rice is a good f- baseball school, not a good yeah. football school. I can't wait till we talk about college real seeds next year. UCF <laughs> won by one point over Memphis, number 10 over number nothing. As we said, Michigan beat Wisconsin. That was another very good game to watch. Michigan routed Wisconsin. They moved up to number six in the polls. Which, good for them. Good for the Wolverines. Like I said, I don't remember how many episodes ago, Harbaugh needs to do something this year. And so far, he's he's doing, doing it. it. You have a loss to the... Only losses to, what number are they? Number four. Exactly. Exactly. At the time, it didn't look good, but it's looking better and better every week. Yep. Uh, Florida beat Vandy. Virginia upset Miami by three points, 16-13. to 13. USC upset Colorado. I feel USC is really making uh, a name for themselves again. They're 4-2. This is their second upset in three weeks, I'm pretty sure. And... I wouldn't be surprised to see them land a good bowl game if they keep this up. The USC-Notre Dame game two weeks ago at the end of the season didn't look like, look, all right, it's going to be an okay game because it's USC-Notre Dame. It's shaping up to be a great matchup. Yep. Yes, absolutely is. Uh, finally rounded out, Tennessee upset Auburn, 30-24, and Texas A&M beat USC. That USC being South Carolina. Go Cox, but they lost. Uh, but, yeah, great week of college football. A lot of big things happening. Um, it's 
anybody's game at this point, no pun intended. There's so many things that can happen. There's so many things that might happen that could completely reshape the landscape of, of the playoffs this year. And it's it's exciting. It's really exciting. I'm really excited for Michigan State this weekend. Who you got? Let's do it. You know. Give me a score. Last time I checked, uh, the spread was seven. Seven. Seven points. It's good it's gonna fluctuate with that. Um uh, let's call it seven and a hook. Okay. All right. <laughs> so to me that says it's really a fourteen point spread because typically when you're at home you get a seven points. Vegas gives three. Well, I'm going by New Jersey. <laughs> and so uh I'll take Michigan State with the points, but I've got a bad feeling about the game, and I think Michigan's going to take the game. I'll take the points, too. You're laying seven and a half on a rivalry game. I'm taking the points. Um, I think U of M's going to win 24-21. I think it's going to be higher scoring. Those are two really good defenses. I know it. With iffy offenses. I know it. I'd be shocked. <laughs> Interns going crazy over Inter- there. Geez. I think it's going to be 33-30. Michigan's going to win 33-30. I'm writing it down. Michigan's going to win, though. I I think so, as much as it hurts me to say it. That's a high-scoring game. I know it. I got a weird feeling. It's a noon kickoff. Sun's going to be shining. Birds are going to be chirping. Wolverines are going to be crying, I hope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <coughs> this is our stat slash fact of the podcast. One more time. This is our stat slash fact of the podcast. All right. So earlier today when I was selling somebody a beer, I thought about how many people were already sitting in the bar. And I came across this stat. And I said, how many people are in the bar right now is what I looked at Google. And this is kind of interesting. Look out, everybody. Woo! Coming in hot. Um, It is estimated that at any given time, approximately seven-tenths of a percent of the world is drunk. Meaning that about 52 million people are drunk right now. Awesome. That's sure. I'm on my yeah. way. <laughs> Fifty two million and one in like an hour and a half. <laughs> Wait till the end of the podcast. It's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, coming up, beer of the podcast. We dish on our hate for this great American city. Muse dishes some more on A B and we talk some NFL. Oh, yeah, beer of the podcast time. I get a drink of beer again this week. So excited. So excited. Dude, should make a sound effect where that's it, and then you hear at the end. 
All right. That's cool. All right. Uh, Beer of the Podcast. This week's is New Holland Taz IPA. They did a Hatter series years and years ago. One of the most successful ones was Tasmanian Hatter. By years and years ago, he means last year was the last year they stopped it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> very true. Anyways, Tasmanian Hatter was their most popular, so they tweaked it a little bit, um, released it. It's a Galaxy IPA, 6%, uh, 50 IBUs. Use Galaxy Mosaic Nelson Savine Savine and Nugget Hops. Um, a lot of these can be found actually in the Australian area, which is where it gets the Taz. Hence the Taz. And if you look at the can, the IPA is upside down, like it's on the bottom of the world. Because that's where New or New Holland. That's where Australia is. New Holland's in the top of the world. On top of the world. Um, one of the coolest <laughs> things I like about their packaging is it tells you. Is there beer in it? That's my favorite. Well, part. Yeah. But it tells you the best cheeses and meats to pair with it. So red meat, smoked foods, balsamic, rich cheese, and dark chocolate are good pairing foods with this. So, Where the hell does it say that? It says it on the box. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it's not on the can. It used to be on the bottles, I think. But it's on all the packaging, like the six-pack yeah, carriers yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cheers. Cheers, Brohim. Brohemian Rhapsody. Brosiden, King of the Brosian. I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, this is good. I like it. Mm, I love New Holland. Their beer's amazing. They're, they are my favorite brewery in the state of Michigan. Some of their dragon milk reserves haven't been on point, but that could be because of my taste buds. I'm going to put that in a different section. Right. It's experimental. No banana and coconut in my beer, please. You just had to put it on blast. I mean, that's fine. Regular Dragon's Milk is my favorite beer. It's a fantastic beer. One of these days, I've got a very old bottle of Dragon's Milk at home. Really? We'll, we'll drink it for bop. Bop. Mm, bop. Oh, no. Oh, you oh. do that again. You are no <laughs> longer on the podcast. No. 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 Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't know you hated Hanson that much. I did. I, I can't stand those guys. They um, had one song, man. What? They had one song. They look like girly men. It was a different time. It was a stupid time, and they were at the <laughs> forefront of it. <laughs> the forefront of stupid. Stupid, man. Stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on to real things that we need to talk about. Uh, watching sports on cable TV may be a thing of the past. Um, unfortunately, I am a millennial, as you are as well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we, we cut cables, man. Uh, you have not. Not yet. I have. I haven't figured out the best way to do it, and I don't want to do the research without cable. I still want the cable. Mm-hmm. But... Still having the cable makes me postpone doing the research to not have cable. It's kind of a catch-22 I'm stuck in right There's now. a lot of streaming services out there um, for live TV. I typically use the Mooch Off My Parents app. Ah, how much does that cost? I give them some beer every once in a All while. Right. That's a heck of a deal. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, that's there's plenty <laughs> of options out there, and I mean... Really what I did, I came across a, an article 
that sort of said that, I mean, in the next several years, all these big contracts that the major um, leagues have with different TV companies, it's going to be up for sale again. Right. So MLB expires in 2021, NFL 2021, 2022, digital rights to Thursday games in 2020, NHL's 2022, and NBA's 2025. I can definitely see where they're going with this, though, is creating, like, the Bleacher Report live app or the ESPN Plus app going in there and saying, hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars and we're going to be exclusive rights holder so then they subscribers have to pay them to get to these games. I get it. That's where we're going. Once the first group does it, um, the rest will follow. I do believe, however, the MLB is not going to be the first, even though theirs is up first. No. NFL won't be the first because I think Fox, CBS, ABC, they just have so much money, they can get some of these newer companies to shy away from the zeros. NBA, I think, is going to be the first. Yes. As I said, the NHL can't afford not to take money when they can get it. So th- this is kind of what I think about it, though. I mean, what are you going to do? So think of think of these sports bars that has 80 TVs, and they've got yeah. 16, 17, 18 games on at one time. Yep. What do they do? If they have to go through a live streaming service now, mm-hmm. they're going to have to put in all smart TVs or get some sort of thing that you plug into all the TVs, yeah. and it's it's a huge investment. I mean, you're, you're, you're in essence destroying um, a certain sector of business with, with sports bars in general. I mean, yeah, like a Buffalo Wild Wings can afford to do it. Right. But your mom-and-pop shop sports bar that's got a dozen TVs – if you're forcing them to buy 12 more TVs, people can't go there about sports anymore. Eventually, you take all the major sports off of TV. Well, you Cable go to TV. you go to alternative options like Fire Sticks and Chrome Sticks. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you you can do that, but I think that's they're not going to look at those issues. You know, no, no, they shouldn't have to. I mean, but, they're these the the leagues aren't going to care and the people buying them out aren't going to care but it just you think about it, it kind of sucks yeah, yeah it does i could see that being a problem like someone's going to buy maybe a couple fire sticks or something and okay we're gonna have four tvs that have sports and the rest just aren't so is yeah so i love walking shows. in i love walking <laughs> to bars in the middle of the day and i get to watch the price wheel of right. Fountain, wheel of four or not wheel of fortune price is right soap operas and the obituaries yeah. Every day. Yep. I'm never never the last to know who dies. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, I definitely think it'll happen. That's the way the trends of all live TV is going. It's just now a matter of time of when. And I agree with you, though. I think it's going to be 2025 when the NBA goes. But I think that's going to probably end up being some split thing because I don't know if they will go all in. Turner, Turner won't give up NBA. Rights. No, right. And that's just it. But ESPN... Well, Might to a certain extent. Right. I'm waiting for ESPN to do a... Because right now they got ESPN Plus with the 5 bucks a month. All they do is specialty games like golf matches, different college football games that aren't on TV, stuff like that. How much is that? 5 bucks a five month? 5 bucks. 4 99 Huh. I was waiting for them because I thought this is what it was going to be. would be an all-inclusive... What? 
take my pen. Oh, <laughs> an all-inclusive, encompassing app like the ESPN app. You can pay seven bucks a month. You get ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN news, and then all those games as well. That's what I thought it was going to be, but obviously is not. Well, once we hire our camera crew, we can have uh, Matt Muse Plus. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. Right. Like it's going to happen. Right. Exactly. We're getting there. So I don't know. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time, but. We'll see what happens. It's so. definitely worth noting. I mean, yeah. it's everybody be ready for it. Yeah. It's just... We I mean, for know. all when we know... For all we know, it might never happen. Yeah. Or it's going to be Netflix, which so many people have access to. Or it, it or like you said, yeah, it's just going to be a network. That would open up a whole can of worm for Netflix. So, I oh, mean, yeah. they go from streaming pre-recorded things to live. That's true. I mean, that's, I that's that. a whole different concept. Yeah. Amazon. I think it's going to be between Amazon and Google. Someone's going to open the checkbook. I hope it's somebody brand new, like Microsoft Zune comes back and it's oh Zune God. live. <laughs> it's going to be Matt and Muse live. Yeah. You. All right. So as Detroit sports fans, we have many rivalries, many other cities, many other sports. But there's one city where a team has reached the Final Four in every playoff in a playoff every year since 2001, except 2009. They have 10 championships since 2001. They've had the best decade and a half in sports in the history of sports. And Tom Brady sucks. Oh, I thought it was Liverpool. It's not Liverpool. No, it's Boston. Okay. So I've been to Boston, I think, twice in my life. It's a beautiful town. It's freaking expensive, but yes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. There's so much to do. You're on the water. There's it's the Freedom Trail. Wonderful. The food's great. But the, the bars Bo are Sox, super neat. The Bo Sox suck. The Celtics suck. The Patriots suck. Well, the you Bruins say that. Suck. Well, hold on. Uh, let me look up the term suck for you to make you realize what you're saying. I don't like them. We I know them. they're good. They're very good. They suck because they don't suck. And I'm jealous. And that's my inner hate for the city of Boston. Because um, I honestly think if someone's like, you got to move somewhere else in the United States, I'd be like, I'd, I'd actually probably go to Boston. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine's my Bar good place. Didn't go to Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor's awesome. I've heard it's so awesome. So much better in Portland. But Portland's, Portland, Maine is up there, though. Portland's cheaper. It is. It is. But anyways. That's so, yeah, yeah. Boston's, Boston's miserable. The marathon's neat. The Boston marathon marathon's neat. pretty neat. Kenny Chesney's song, Boston, is a great song. Go the band Boston. It's that's, a good band. That's another good Boston thing. Um, it's where Cheers is. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all. Yeah. That's my favorite TV show of all time. That's another reason I like Boston. Okay, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think about it this way. I think of East Coast MLB teams, and you got the Yankees, the Orioles, and the Red Sox. Yeah. I hate the Yankees. I hate the Red Sox less than I hate the Yankees. <laughs> but I still like the Orioles more. See, this goes to my childhood days when I was playing Little League, tearing it up. I played for the Madison Heights Red Sox. That's the only reason I somewhat don't mind the Red Sox. Yeah, because that's a direct correlation. That's basically a farm team for the <laughs> Boston is, Red Sox. Dude. I can see you did well. I played with Dustin Pedroia. No. Want to bet? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, 
So yeah, Boston. We hate Boston, but we like Boston. We really like Boston. We, we like Boston. We hate Boston sports teams. And I really, really hate Tom Brady. Yep. I like Dustin Pedroia though. I do like Dustin. I like Pedroia, Mookie though. Betts too. I like yeah. That was sort of splitting in David Ortiz. I liked him. He took us out of the playoffs. I like. I don't know. Just his enthusiasm and love for the game. This is our bleeping city. Only he didn't say it that well in English. He said it really not like that. I'm on the wrong <laughs> page here. I don't even know what's going we on. We got too many pages. We were four deep today. All right. <laughs> Week six in the NFL. Uh, Green Bay is currently losing to the 49ers 20-21 with just under six minutes to go in the first half. Um, but by the time you hear this, Green Bay or San Francisco would have already won the game. Correct. And looking at my predictions for the week, as long as Green Bay wins, Adam will go 5-0. and But that probably means Green Bay will lose to the 49ers. So, C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard. Or Beathard or Beathard, maybe. Probably Beathard. The Raiders have one win. Think you ever get made fun of in high school? All the time. C.J. Beathard. <laughs> The Raiders have one win. When is John Gruden going to get canned? Can you imagine how much money he's got to be making right now compared to what he was making as an ESPN just booth he guy? Was, he was making $7 million with ESPN. Highest paid ESPN employee. Corona, I'm sure, was paying him a pretty penny. Yeah. He is now making $10 million a year to coach a 1-5 in five Raiders team. He, and the Raiders are in sell mode. And they're trying to get rid of everybody. It's they're, they're bad. They're bad, and I can't put everything on Gruden. This one of those. No, you can't. But it's one of those things where the coach is in his first season, and you can't blame him right away. But it's the easiest person to blame. And Derek Carr had the perfect, um, I guess, sort of feeling for the entire organization, the Raiders, when he got sacked and mm-hmm. he cried like a little baby. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it's too early. I think it's way too early to, to say anything. I don't know. Um, I think him being out of the game for 10 years, yes, he was still an announcer and everything, but him being removed from a coach is starting to kind of weigh. Is he going to adapt and change? Hopefully. I mean, he's a smart dude, but... Again, with them moving to Vegas and everything, I don't think they want the coach issue to be an issue. So it's going to be one of those things like the Rams did, is keep your coach, go through the move, and then kind of reevaluate from there. And, you know, this is the same John Gruden, too, that at his quarterback camp and did not envision Patrick Mahomes being one of the elite quarterbacks out of his quarterback class. I think that's really funny. Because he's obviously one of the elite quarterbacks out of his quarterback class. He is. But, I don't know. Where'd he go, Johnny boy? Johnny. I still like him. Oh, me too. Yeah. I love the dude. Like, don't think, get me wrong. I think you just kept sucking down Corona's moment. I, I think so, too. You could have made $10 million at ESPN eventually. So, but He's probably making close to 10 between the two. That's Yeah, I'm trying to find the Corona numbers. I just can't find them. But That's probably in pesos. It's probably not public. So, anyways. You didn't laugh at my joke. I did not. It was not good. Great, <laughs> fantastic joke. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was spotted in Pittsburgh today at a gas station. 
Uh, however, sources I don't believe it. Sources say he will re- not report this week. Um, I don't believe it either. It was some dude called into a radio station, so they saw him. Uh, I don't believe it. Um, should Pittsburgh stick with Connor? Well, if Bell doesn't show up, they don't have a choice. Well, yeah, but say Bell shows up. I think absolutely yes. I think you let Bell dress and you sit his ass in the bench. Leave him on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, he wants to be in Pittsburgh, apparently, but he obviously is not showing that. So I'm with you. Like, if he comes back, like I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, but if he comes back, no, dude, like, you're done, man. You, you screwed us. Connor's doing a great job. I don't think he's a I, he's a great player, but I, the way they've been playing this year, I don't see him making that big of a difference. If that makes any sense, Bell. Yeah. No, I mean Connor's Connor's not elite by any means yet, no. but he's he's a good good running back. He's good enough to get them by for now. And Bell coming back, especially with all the the negative attitudes a lot of his teammates have towards him right now, him coming back is exactly. not going to create a very conducive environment for winning football games. Right, right. So if he does come back, and assuming he comes back, leave him on the bench. Word. Um, Some teams are starting to shop. Uh, Patrick Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, rumored to possibly out available. Uh, Oakland, Amari Cooper, they got a couple other defensive players that are going to become available. This trade deadline, which is typically very quiet in the NFL, is shaping up to be pretty loud. Yep. It's, uh, like I said before, Oakland's selling. Um, last I saw, Oakland wants a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. which could end up giving them a second first-round pick because, their second high first-round pick, excuse me, because they're not going to be good. They're probably going to be close to the bottom of the NFL, so they'll probably right. be first, second, third pick in the draft, I would guess. And if they get another first-round pick with Amari Cooper, that'd be really good leading next year. And John Gruden may be way smarter than we realize. Right. I know. That's just it. Two years down the road, they might win a Super Bowl. I'll be like, oh, you do know what you're doing. And then I will buy him all the Coronas in the world. Right? I'm game. So the Bills are 2-4, and and the Eagles need a running back. Shady coming back to the brotherly love city. Very possible. I think it'd be awesome. I love Shady. He's not obviously what he was when he was with uh, Philly the first time, but looking at how he left Philly with the uh, what's-his-face issues now back in college, um, I think it's a match made in heaven, man, if they can pull that trade off. There's so many injuries that's affecting that backfield right now in Philly. The Eagles need to be win-now, and I think this would prove to everyone that they are in a win-now mode because right now... They have everything else. Right, exactly. And you're looking up at Dallas... And Washington in your division. Yep. So, Antonio Brown. Well, yeah, this is when uh, Adam gets his you rocks off talking about AB. <laughs> you make fun of me all the time about Antonio Brown. Because I have nobody to be proud of. I know. Except for but Jeff Heath and Jeff Janis. I just want to tell everyone why I love Antonio Brown so much. It's not a poem. It's just some information. I wish you'd have wrote a poem. Maybe I, a haiku. I should. Of sorts. I should. Should we save this to next week? No, I don't want to do this twice. I kind of want to save it till next week, but I probably won't write a poem. So, since this isn't on video, I just want to explain to everybody. Adam's face right now is he's blushing. He can't <laughs> stop smiling. 
His eyes are lighting up like he's seen the love of his life for the first time from across the crowded ballroom. This is wonderful for him. He had to adjust his hat because he's sweating so profusely. I'm going to tell you why, and I'm still going to write the poem. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. It's going to be a win-win. Because now I don't not want to tell you, but I still want to write a poem. And that's how we'll open the show next week. Tease it. Boom. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Never forget, Matthew, what he's been through. Basically homeless at 16. Sleeping in motels, friends' houses, couches, anywhere. Unranked. Unranked in high school. He was a quarterback at a JUCO college. Called Butch Jones. Hey. I think I can come play for you. You recruited me before. Well, he left West Virginia to go lead the Chippewas. He said, you can come to Central. You got to pay your own way the first year. I don't got any more scholarships. Sixth pick. 22nd receiver taken. Or sixth round pick. 22nd receiver taken. Arguably now the best receiver in the NFL. He a chip. Active receiver. Yeah. Okay. In the yeah. NFL. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay. I mean, I like Antonio Brown. I just have to <laughs> no, give me crap because it's really no, I easy. Know. I know. I like him too, but no, that's <laughs> it. Like, he's from my school. That's probably why I like him a little more, but everything he's gone through, dude, like, good for you. No, he's got a, he's had a hell of an experience. He's, I follow him on all social media and everything. He's a great dad to his kids. You know, he's involved in as much as he can be, and I don't know. I like him. Deal with it. I'm writing a poem. Have you ever wrote a poem before? Yeah. In high school. Which was like 15 years ago. I used to write poetry. Did you? Yeah. I wrote Melanie love letters and poems when I was younger. Now I probably should do that again, actually. <laughs> Maybe I should write one to Melanie about Antonio Brown. You think she was yelling at you a lot before. <laughs> so... If you're still listening and you heard our prediction for the U of M game, me and Mel were having a great conversation about the MSU U of M game and what our prediction was going to be. And I totally stole her prediction on my, on Facebook Live and earlier in the broadcast. Yeah. She was not she happy. She was not impressed. No. I've never seen a pregnant woman throw a piece of paper so hard at somebody. <laughs> and I think it dented the wall. I think it did too. Sign her up. Sign oh, her up. Speaking of throwing hard. They are in the works to remake the movie Rookie of the Year. Oh, I saw that. That was like my favorite movie of all time back in the so day. So it's not the rookie for all you people that get him confused. The rookie is the one with uh, Kevin Costner or whatever. Yeah. And he's like an old guy and he goes back and he pitches like an inning in the MLB or yep. something like that. Uh, the Rookie of the Year is when the kid plays for the Cubs. Plays for the Cubs because he like tripped on a baseball and his way out in the field and he like broke his shoulder and he healed in such a way that all the tendons made him throw like 98 miles an hour. He was like 12. And then he tripped on a ball again and rebroke it and then he struck out the big bad hitter by throwing lob balls. Such a stupid movie, but I loved it. I'm so excited. So they're in the works of remaking that, which is really exciting. So nice. Thanks Mel for throwing that really hard so we could talk about this. Yeah. Pumped. Good things, good things. Very good, Charlie on the line. Let's bring him on. All right, Charlie Carlos Dizzle. Uh, he's been on our overtime show, I believe, is number two. Uh, go take a listen, MattNews.com. But what's up, dude? How you been? Cold, but uh, I've been good. How about you guys? 
No, good, I guess. Nobody's ever asked. <laughs> right? I'm not used to that happening. Well, you've never had anybody like me on the show. Well, <laughs> you have, but it was overtime. Right. We'll have to get you on here again. Um, so, uh, for those who don't know, Charlie and I went to high school together and best man at my wedding, all that fun stuff, been friends ever since. But uh, give us a little little blurb about yourself, man. A little blurb about myself. Uh, I consider myself the biggest sports fan on the planet not to brag but uh no i'm not i'm super into all sports really baseball is my go-to right. but watch football every sunday and you know it doesn't matter what it is I'm watching uh the peru usa game tomorrow night so nothing's off limits soccer that was in case oh. you didn't catch it <laughs> right. i thought you were talking about the uh the upcoming handball match <laughs> Well, you, you I have, would watch handball. If it was on TV, I'd watch it. <laughs> you would, too. That's the sad part. You've been big into Peru soccer lately. Yeah. Uh, there's reasoning behind that, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, all right. Let's get into the games. Denver at Arizona. Uh, I got Arizona over Denver, um, mostly strictly on the home team. Um, David Johnson is going to do his thing. He's got to break out eventually, right? So yeah. give me Arizona over Denver. You see, I can't uh, I can't agree with that simply because of David Johnson. He's on my fantasy team, and he has disappointed <laughs> me every single game up until now, and I don't want to put any money on him because I want him to do well in my stead. So Denver, I guess. I'm going to go Arizona because they're going to get a win eventually. They have one. Again. No, I know they're going to get They have one. Win. But why not beat Denver, who doesn't look good either? I don't know. Well, we have like a the fantastic reasoning <laughs> for that right? game, guys. Good job. That's like, I was putting these games together. I'm like, oh, we always do Thursday night's games. I'm like, well, that's a shitty game to do. But, oh, well. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be, the color rushes will be pretty cool. Right. Yeah. They got, they'll have good unis. That's for sure. All right. New Orleans at Baltimore. Uh, I got New Orleans in a shootout. I don't think there's going to be much defense played there. Um, Michael Thomas is going to score two touchdowns. New Orleans in a route. I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you on that and say New Orleans. They're coming off a bye week, and Drew Brees just came off of a record-setting game, and I think he's just going to keep the momentum going forward. I think he's going to have a hell of a season. Yeah, I think he's going to keep rolling with this. I think so, too. I'll take New Orleans. Um, they're the only thing good in the NFC South, and I don't think Baltimore's all what people think they are. So. Cincinnati at Kansas City. Back I got Kansas flat. City. Uh, Arrowhead's a tough place to play also. Uh, Sunday night, and Kansas City's proven to be one of the better teams in the NFL, even when the Patriots were we're giving it to them. They came back and made it a game. And if it wasn't for the NFL's terrible quarterback rules, they might have won that game. <laughs> oh, Give me Kansas City over Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this game got flexed, which I'm glad because originally it was the Rams at the Niners. Uh, but yeah, I'm going ag- agree with you. I think going into KC, that's going to be a great matchup. Um, I think. I think the home field is what makes this game. I think it's going to be a close game no matter what, but I think being at home for Kansas City's and the Arrowhead being so hard to play at for Cincinnati is going to be the determining factor. KC, KC, KC all day. Pat Mahomes still looks like a stud. Tyreek Hill can outrun a freaking gazelle. 
they're going to take it to them, absolutely. Cincinnati's going to slow down. I think it's going to start this week. Monday night, Giants at your Falcons. I may surprise people with this pick. Give me the Giants to beat no! Atlanta. What? Um, Giants, Odell Beckham Jr. is the real deal. Uh, Soquan Barkley is going to win the rookie of the year in a landslide. And Atlanta's got the 30th ranked defense. I think they score a lot of points. I think uh, Matt Ryan makes enough mistakes for the Giants to win the game. And it seems to me like every time Eli's back is against the wall and they talk about trading him or releasing him or anything, he does something to make you go, oh, yeah, he won two Super Bowl rings. He could still play. Give me the Giants over Atlanta on Monday night. So we did say in a past episode that Eli Manning's the fifth best Manning, <laughs> putting him right at the bottom. Yeah. And I still hold true to that, but I'm still going to go Giants. Um, and I agree with you, Charlie. I mean, they got, yeah, they got Odell, but they've also got Sterling Shepard, who's having a fantastic season so far as well. Eli had a bad game this last week, but he's going to come back because he's, like you said, he's got all that pressure around him again. Um, and Saquon, just come on. I mean, he's he's doing things out there that are inhuman lately. I'm taking your dirty birds, Charlie, to beat up on the Giants. Well, you're wrong. Shootout. Atlanta at home, airing it out in the dome, taking Falcons. Tennessee at, or not at, Tennessee versus the Chargers in London. Uh, this is my don't care who wins this game game. <laughs> right. um, I guess I'll take the Chargers. Uh, Mariota and... I'm I'm starting to realize a trend in the NFL, and that is that if you pick up a scrambling quarterback or a quarterback who can scramble, they usually have a hell of a year, maybe two years, and then they tank. And we're seeing it with Mariota. Everybody was all over him in his rookie season, and he did some great things with his legs. Now he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks. Same thing happened with Kaepernick. Same thing happened with RG3. It just seems to become a trend. It's going to happen with uh, Deshaun Watson, too. You, you see him having a down year. Granted, he's got no no offensive line helping him get the ball to Hopkins and Fuller, but uh, I don't think Mariota's going to work out as well as people think. Derrick Henry's not working out as much as people think. I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm not going to agree with you on that one. I agree with everything you just said, but I think Tennessee's <laughs> going to take him. There's no way in hell they're going to have a bad game like that back-to-back. Um, they're on a brand-new stage. They're going all the way across the pond to go play in London, playing in front of a Completely different crowd. Um, I think Tennessee's actually going to do some. They had a few weeks. They looked really well. The last couple weeks, they looked really bad. I think they can get back in their winning ways this week. Uh, I'm going to go Chargers. Uh, going over the pond in London, they still average 15 more points per game. Yes, they give up more on the defensive end, but they're averaging 15 points more, uh, 150 yards more total offense. I have to take... The Chargers, I, I don't see Tennessee doing anything this year. They're in a crappy division. They're a crappy team. Mariota is two weeks away from being considered a bust. No, he's already a bust. Okay. But still, you took him, so you have some faith in him. No, absolutely. <laughs> That's All more right. of hope than faith. <laughs> right, right. you got to have something different. I mean, otherwise you're just going to continue losing, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, man. Right. 
All right, Charlie, it's been real. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure. So, about these losing ways. This past week, I picked Kansas City to beat New England at New England. Because the last several times that Kansas City went to Foxborough, Alex Smith was able to pull it out. Well, these last few times that Alex Smith was able to pull this out, um, quarterbacks weren't treated like a Fabergé egg. (laughs) And if defensive players were able to hit quarterbacks, i.e. in this certain circumstance, Tom Brady, he wouldn't have scored another touchdown, that rushing touchdown, because a defense player had him wrapped up but didn't want to get a penalty called, so he let him go, and he ended up running eight, nine yards, whatever it was. Um, you cannot touch these quarterbacks. And defensive players are getting so confused. They don't know what to do. There was another roughing the passer called this past week in the NFL where the defensive lineman put his hand up, and he literally just grazed the front of the quarterback. Flag thrown. Why? I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't understand it. And it is my belief that those exact rules slash penalties have led to the current demise of the NFL and the success of the New England Patriots this last week, which to me says I didn't deserve to lose that in our pick and I deserve a wash. You're asking me to... Because the NFL sucks. I, des- I deserve a win because the NFL sucks. Our show is almost entirely based on the NFL. Sucking. <laughs> it sucks. Hate no, the NFL. Can't do it, man. You just need to pick better teams, dude. I'm just going to highlight it in red. <laughs> no. No. Is that all you're mad about? Yeah, piss. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Tom, Brady, Tom Brady was sacked. They should have blew the whistle based on whatever their laws are or rules are, but they didn't. Oh. All right, Megan. so All right, whatever. That's that's my rant. We can talk about it more next week. One game left uh, this upcoming week. Um, I got all four right. You and Brian each got two correct. Uh, that thrust me into the lead with a staggering number of twenty and nine. What am I at? You would be at seventeen and ten. Nope, seventeen and twelve. Ugh. Uh, then our guests would be at eighteen and eleven. They're they're better than me. <laughs> it's not that hard. No, no, it's not. <laughs> My daughter's four months me. old and she's better than me. Yeah, we should do. We should make them the guest pickers, right? Since y'all aren't sharing our status, go. You're listening to this right now. Y'all are from we're from <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> go on Facebook, Matt Muse. Find the link with our latest episode number. Uh, it's number sixteen. Uh, we got attacked by Taz. Go share it. Get in the running. We'll bring you on. I don't care who you are. We don't even have to know you. It's cool. We want to talk to you. We want to bring more people on the show. Yeah. Also, once again, I apologize for my voice all night. I sound like a dying bear in the woods, but... Because you are. I muscled through it. All right. That's how you am. <laughs> Stop throwing things at me. <laughs> I bounced off of you a lot. You made out of flubber? Yeah. <laughs> I used to be skin and bones, then I found beer. <laughs> it's great liquid, isn't it? 
fantastic use of my calories throughout the day. <laughs> you can always reach us by email, mattmuse at gmail.com. Call or text us, 989-372-1391, 989-372-1391. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at mattmuse. Mattmuse.com has all our episodes. And big news, we're now on Spotify. All of our episodes are on Spotify. Everybody who listens to Spotify, I know 95% of you have the app on your phone. Search Matt Muse. You'll find all our episodes. Um, our first one sounds a little explicit, but... It's because it is. It is. Uh, we made some changes <laughs> since then, obviously. Um, so bear that one off and just kind of laugh that one and go on to number two, and we keep getting better from there. So. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> See ya. That was the Matt Muse Show. Thank you for listening.